Coming to NBC this fall, it's Par for the Corpse. He's a forensic scientist who loves the golf, but he's got a heart of gold. He's also got a massive duck hook. I found a dead body over there on the fourth, fourth green, and I don't know where it come from. Well, I think we just need to call up Arnold Bomber and have him come out and check out this body. Hi, I'm Arnold Bomber. I heard you had a dead body. Yeah, I found it over on the fourth green. I don't know where it came from. Luckily, I'm a forensic scientist with a heart of gold. That's right, it's par for the corpse. Coming to NBC this fall, along with Urkel the Scientist and Wings 2, Return to Nantucket. That's right, only on NBC. Coming to NBC this fall, Night Elf. That's right, Xander works for the U.S. government during the day as a hacker. But at night, he's a night elf. But he's not alone. His main nemesis is Dagon, a blood elf, who also works for the U.S. government as a hacker during the day. But by night, he's a double agent for the North Korean government. Night Night Elf. Elf. Coming to NBC this fall, along with Bar for the Corpse and Urkel the Scientist and Wings 2 Return to Nantucket. That's right, it's Night Elf. Only on NBC this fall. Hey guys, welcome to the Horror Movie Podcast. My name is Jack. Thanks for downloading this episode. Hey, uh, this episode's a great episode. Uh, we talk about possibly, I, I definitely think the worst Mike Myers movie. Um, and um, perfect, perfect for a podcast by the name of the Horror Movie Podcast. Uh, love Guru. Um, before I get going here, though, folks, follow us on Twitter at One Horrible Movie. Like us on our Facebook page. Go to iTunes. Subscribe and download Rate Review. Uh, it helps us so much, and especially just the subscribe button. Just click that subscribe button. Um, also, you can find us at Google Play Music. You can find us on RevolverPodcast.com, on Stitcher. We're now on Spotify as well, and we're just all over the place, folks. Um, we're Revolver Podcast Network, so RevolverPodcast.com. And, you know, we have a great sponsor for this episode. And it's Orange Tie Web Design Marketing Branding. Uh, Folks, if you need a professional-looking website that's fully functional, a fully operational website, not a Death Star, but a fully operational website. You know what? Honestly, I bet Jared and the fine folks over at Orange Tie, if you wanted them to design a Death Star, I bet he would try. I bet he'd give it a good effort. And it would probably have Wi-Fi involved, too. Anyway, uh, check it out, orangetie.com. Also, check us out, thehorrormoviepodcast.com. And without further ado, we have Love Guru coming to you. And it's great. Delicious, tasty Love Guru. With the worst ending of any movie I've ever seen in my entire life. It makes um, the Fire Mares and the Cyclops look 
like genius, like something from cinematic, uh, you know, Emmy-nominated beauties, Oscar-nominated beauties. Anyway, Love Guru, and uh, yeah, here it is, Paul Huffed in the house, hizzy, in the hizzy. See you then, see you soon. Here we go, Love Guru, three, two, one, Guru. Paul, welcome. Thanks, Jack. Thank you very much. Um, you know, uh, when I talked to Paul a few weeks ago about a movie that he would be interested in uh, bringing to the podcast, um, he had one, I think, in mind. He had two in mind, and then we kind of narrowed it down, uh, and then he picked the one we're going to do. Uh, Paul uh, has a great story about this movie. Go ahead, Paul. So first and foremost, the movie's The Love Guru, and uh, literally the worst movie of all time. <laughs> the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. I never thought I'd watch it again uh, until this podcast, and I realized it was the perfect choice. So The Love Guru, Mike Myers, um, the first date my wife and I have ever had. And I thought, <laughs> oh my gosh. Had you met? Yeah, like, we like we knew each other in high school, so we were kind of in the same friends group in high school. Um, I was a giant, immature idiot in high school. So let's well, let's you were fitting right yeah. in with this movie. So, then. Exactly. Let's just preface that like that idea with this movie, what oh we know gosh. of it. So I'm this giant, immature idiot in high school. Um, I wisened up a little bit, grew up a little bit, reconnected with with my now wife, asked her out on a date, and thought to myself. This movie is going to be the perfect first date movie. It's Mike Myers. Mike Myers, in my mind, can do no wrong. This guy's and, and like, at this point, he really couldn't. Yeah, everything he's done has been great. Um, ex- I mean, maybe except for Cat in the Hat, but but that doesn't really but, count. For uh, yeah, you. it doesn't exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, like everything before that, and I'm thinking, okay, this is the guy who does Austin Powers. So we're gonna laugh. It's it's not gonna be. Um, something too serious or too heavy, and it's not something that's going to like dampen the mood. Uh, boy, was I wrong. Second day, literally the second day this movie is out, we go to theater. We are two of three Which people theater? in the Which theater. theater Springfield it? 11, Springfield, Missouri. It's Springfield 11 now, Springfield, Missouri. Okay. Um, and, and we didn't even have the comfortable like recliner seats that they have now. It's the old-fashioned, all the movie <laughs> theater seats are broken. Yeah, We walk in like, Five minutes before the movie's about to start, and I noticed there was one person. Not a good sign. I did did no research whatsoever on this movie other than the fact that I knew it was Mike Myers. Oh, that's all the research you need. Exactly. So we get in there, and uh, oh, my gosh. I remember just, first date anyways, I'm so nervous. I really like this girl, and I'm like, I just need something to like take the pressure off. And this thing did not do it. It starts off with the Morgan Freeman voiceover machine, which is like the only positive I can give this movie. I don't know why I think that's funny, but you know, Morgan Freeman's not even credited as being in the movie. But I, I I can guarantee they probably paid him to use his name. And then he probably, I mean, he had to have done the voiceover because that's Morgan Freeman's voice. I mean, that's definitely his voice. So, I mean, after that, it's it's just downhill. It's. It is the worst movie. There's no story. Um, It's completely immature. It's a story, but it's a really bad story. Okay, it's a story, but yeah, it's like the worst, most stereotypical 
nonsense story. It's not funny, and it's exactly what I was in high school. It's immature and it's stupid and it's it's just like dumb. La- and I'm I'm so nervous this whole time. Like well. three people in the theater, not one of us laughed the entire time, and I'm half like side glancing at her this whole time, thinking like. I'm never gonna see this girl what did Jer- again. What did Jerica say? Whenever you- I, I mean, I I felt like at the end I had to I Apo- had to just apologize? own up to yeah I apologized. I kind of we both looked at each other. We're sitting in the theater, and I was just like, "Well, that was awful," and kind of like awkwardly laugh. And she was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you think so too," <laughs> because she's like, "That is literally." The worst movie I've ever seen. In uh, fact, when I told her that we were going to be watching this movie, she was like wildly disappointed in me as my wife. Oh, really? That I would watch oh, it again. Oh, well. Um, oh, you're saying for yeah, this podcast? Yeah, yeah. They're just, oh, just I that. thought you were saying, no, like on the date, no, 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 no. she said, I'm disappointed in you, and oh, that's an uphill battle. Well, I, I kind of thought she was, because this is how the date sort of starts to end, oh, right? We get out to the car, and we hadn't eaten. We didn't eat before. It was like an early movie. I figured we get a movie, we go out to eat, dessert, something. And so I asked her, I'm like, uh, would you, you know, you, you feel like going to get something to eat or like ice cream or something? And she's like, oh, not really. Uh, That's it. Uh, oh, not really. And I was just no. like, oh, I've she, never seen this girl sick again. after yeah. watching this movie. <laughs> yeah. So I just say, I just say to her, I was like, um, well, I'll take you home. And luckily, she was like, "Well, why don't we go hang out with a mutual friend that we well, had?" Okay, okay. And so, well, that was better than. I mean, we're married. Sounds we had, like a winner. We're married. We have a kid now. You know, things worked Good. out. But, uh, but legitimately, thought I'd never see her again. Okay, well, it worked out, and you it know, did. the love guru <laughs> worked his is magic to, is to be thanked for this. Uh, <laughs> just to go over some of the uh, uh, details of this movie, uh, this movie is directed by a guy named Marco Schnabel. Uh, got nothing else on him. I I think that's probably a guy that Mike Myers grew up with and was like, "Hey, I'm Mike Myers, so why don't yeah. you direct this movie?" Um, it's written by uh, written by Mike Myers and produced by Mike Myers. Uh, the release date was June twentieth, two thousand eight. So that would make June twenty first or twenty second, two thousand eight would be the day that you went on your date. Yeah. I'm assuming. Uh-huh. And then uh, the budget for this movie was $60 million, or as Austin Powers, or as Dr. Evil would say, $60 million. <laughs> oh. And I wish that he would have made a cameo in this movie because it would have saved. Every other Mike Myers character pretty much I would have taken it kind of over movie. this. Yeah. And then uh, gross box office, though, and this is a first for the Horrible Movie Podcast. It, a budget of $60 million and a box office. This is a gross box office, and it was gross. Box office, forty million dollars. Meaning, before it's not even net box office. This is gross box office, so it didn't even make back its budget. Which, holy lord! So, uh, the movie was starring Mike Myers, Jessica Alba, a guy named uh, Romany Malco, who's in a bunch of uh, who's in a bunch of uh, Judd Apatow movies, Justin Timberlake, Vern Troyer, who is Mini Me. Yeah. From uh, Austin Powers, Ben Kingsley is in their brief cameo, and I, I told Phil because Phil watched it with us as well that I think Ben Kingsley will just do any movie for money. He doesn't even care. But just like it surprised me because he's like, isn't he a knighted? I mean, isn't sir. he knighted? He's I'm pretty sir sure he's ben Sir Kingsley. Ben Kingsley, meter of money. It's weird. Yeah, uh, uh, there's uh, some 
pretty long cameos uh, by Stephen Colbert and Jim Gaffigan, and I really like Jim Gaffigan a lot, so um, I was glad to see Jim Gaffigan in this movie, uh, but still not good movie. Uh, really, uh, and I, I kind of wrote this, you know, this man, this man, Mike Myers brought us Wayne's World, Austin Powers, uh, and uh, Austin Powers 1, I'll, I'll give Austin Powers 1, because Austin Powers 2 starts to dilute a little bit, and by Austin Powers 3, it's like, okay, we've seen this before. And, you know, he brought us those things that are pretty good. He, he's the voice of Shrek. Uh, a lot of great stuff on Saturday Night Live. You know, surely when he would create something like The Love Guru, surely it would be great. It's just a big, resounding uh, nope. Uh, yeah. In general. Um, okay, so, Paul, this is the point in the podcast. You're the guest. I want you uh, uh, to give a short, you're going to give a quick synopsis a glossing over just a real quick overall points uh there's not much plot here in this movie folks so this shouldn't be that big of a deal but just a real quick just glossing over of the plot of the movie just like four to eight sentences so real quick and paul short synopsis go okay can do mike myers childhood rival deepak chopra wants (laughs) (laughs) That that just in itself sums it up He wants to grow up and be equal to Deepak Chopra Um, Hockey team The Toronto Maple Leafs hires him To fix their uh, Lovesick star because they want to win The Stanley Cup Finals They offer him $2 million He's told that if he If he does this He will get $2 million He's guaranteed to go on Oprah And he literally says the sentence if I go on Oprah, I'll become the next Chopra. Uh, Deepak Chopra. I mean, that's the movie. That's it. There's nothing more to it. You can give away the ending, too. Go ahead. <laughs> no, don't. Then the synopsis, go ahead and give away the ending. Oh, and the then end- we're going to go back over it again. I, I'm not, I don't even know what the ending is. So here's the ending. It happens successfully. He fixes, he, he he fixes, fixes said Ro- hockey the player, Roanoke the guy. Yeah. Romany Malco, who's playing this fake... Uh, hockey player. We'll get into yes. that when we dig back okay. into it. So here he comes. He fixes this hockey player's relationship. Um, it is uh, a successful guruing, if you will. He In the locker room of the celebration, because they win the Stanley Cup Finals, Deepak Chopra just happens to be a huge fan of hockey, walks up to him and is like, what's up, man? How's it going? I convinced Oprah to give you a, a shot. Because, second chance. Second chance because he had to cancel on Oprah to fix to be the love guru and to fix this person's relationship. Uh, so like happy ending, everything happens the way he wants. He oh, gets he the girl, gets it, which is really which is weird. A weird. This is such a, it's a romantic comedy, even though it's not mm. funny. All right. So now we're going to go back. We're going to start from the beginning. Yes. Uh, Cause everyone wants to hear this. I'm sure uh, <laughs> the love guru uh, is a guy by the name of guru Pitka. Maurice. Right? Pitka. Maurice guru Pitka. And he is Canadian. Okay, this is a really weird backstory for this character. He's Canadian-born. Maybe it was said it was American-born. Mike Myers is Canadian, but he's American. Let's say he's North American-born. Yes, there we go. He's North North American-born. He ends up traveling with his parents to India. Yeah. Correct? As as far as I know. Uh, and and, And then in India, he... Go ends up in this village where there are these all these, you know, not gurus. What am I looking for? Uh, Enlightened people. Yeah. What what is what's it's like the, he, he, what's the wordage? Uh, 
I don't know. I'm not. It's I'm, like I'm a, not from, a, from a, there. It's good grief! I don't even know. It's like a monastery for gurus. Sort what of like is that? that. And so he he ends up and he's in the same. Now uh, I always say his name wrong. The Cho, uh, uh, Deepak, Deepak Chopra. Chopra. <laughs> I want to say Oprah. <laughs> uh, Deepak Chopra is in that same village. They grew up yes. together, right? And they do this really goofy uh, CGI thing with Aust- or the Austin Powers <laughs> with <laughs> with Mike Myers' head on this kid's body and not even like his younger head like they didn't try to young like you know what sometimes when they do this they try to make the person look younger like it's like 45 year old however old mike myers is head on like a 12 year old's body it's awful and they get and that that, and i think it was a little bit later because they give a little bit of backstory but they the first thing you see of the guru is they're promoting like they have these kind of little vignettes of how uh he's this enlightened person he uh he does his little show thing uh, and shows off his acronyms, right? Oh, yeah. And Paul's a big acronym guy because of this movie. He didn't know what acronyms were before he, <laughs> he took not. Jericho on this date. But, and <laughs> but I'm telling you, this this movie really like set within me a love for acronyms. I mean, there's an acronym for everything. In it. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know what the record is for acronyms in life, period. But this guy had to set it because, I mean, in this movie, it's just like every other sentence has an acronym in it. It's something to do with his his enlightenment. Yes. The drama and everything. the Bible. and the, Everything. Uh, the Bible, though, basic instructions before leaving Earth, which that's actually pretty good. Acronym I, yeah. For that I mean, one, but, um, <laughs> we're going to give him credit. For yeah, I, I, that's the only one I'm going to give him credit for. So uh, his goal, his only goal in life is to become... Uh, as good, recognized on the same level of uh, Deepak Chopra, and in order to do this, he is uh, his his trainer guy is going to uh, John Oliver's the actor, and I his name is Richard Pants. Okay, so so what we're going to do with this movie, folks, is this movie has a lot of vulgarity in it. I'm just going to say that uh, this is a family friendly podcast, lots of vulgarity, and but so this guy's name is Richard Pants. Well, obviously in the movie. They're not calling him Richard Pants, but on this podcast, he is. John Oliver is Richard Pants. Yeah. So Richard Pants uh, comes to the Love Guru and says, "Look, the Toronto Maple Leaves are going to pay you two million dollars for you to fix a guy named Darren Roanoke, played by actor Romany e. Malco." Now, let me tell you about uh, Darren Roanoke. Kind of cutting edge here on this movie. He is an African American hockey player. Which is a rarity. I, Extremely. I, I don't know if you folks at home or on the road or wherever you're listening to this to, uh, uh, I, I, I don't know if you know anything about hockey, but a lot of African-American guys don't play hockey. Um, I mean, this guy's no Herb Carnegie, who's the first African-American hockey player, which is goes back a long way. Yeah, it was like cold, hard fact. A long time ago. But um, he is... He's from the streets in the movie. They show him yeah. kind of being uh, the uh, uh, stereotypical. Yeah, they're for, it's like they've tre- they're treating him like you would a basketball player in a basketball mm-hmm. movie. But he gets this treatment in this movie. His wife has left him for Justin Timberlake's character. What's his? What you remember his character's name is? Le Legrand. His name is like Jacques the. But but it's uh, you can say his last name because it's C O. Let me make sure. No, I think that's his nickname, isn't it? Or is it not? 
Well, we got. I a, thought his last name was Legrand. I thought it was okay. Jacques it is Legrand. Legrand, and they use a uh, couple of euphemi- euphemisms yeah. for his uh, his nickname. His Jacques nickname. the yeah, Rhyme exactly. Was, there you go. There you go. Fill in the blank there. And so he, so he is, he steals uh, Roanoke's wife. Well, Roanoke. His the, you know, the wheels fall off and he can't even play hockey anymore. They can't play hockey, and so the love guru has is going to fix this with his horrible Hindi accent and his just stupid beardy face and his curled up mustache. Um, and so he comes to America to fix Roanoke. Roanoke's team owner who hires him is. Played by uh, Jessica Alba. Alba's parents own the Maple Leafs, and she's rich, but she owns the Maple Leafs. The coach of the Maple Leafs. I can't believe I'm even talking about this movie. It's so weird. The the the, <laughs> the coach of the Maple Leafs is Vern Troyer, which is total comedy shtick because it's just one little person joke. After another. after another, nonstop, um, and uh, it's a lot of fun. This is a lot of a lot of fun. It's a lot of something. I'll tell you that much. I don't know if I'd use <clears throat> fun, but it's a lot of something. So uh, what, what what we got here? If he can fix again, we like we said, the whole point of the whole movie is for him to fix this player so he can get onto Oprah. That's it. Yeah, that, I mean that that's literally the plot. Fix get get to Oprah. Fix fix the player. Get on Oprah. I mean, I think that's all of our dreams, really. <laughs> fix the player. Get on Oprah. And I just want to. I just want to be on like Oprah show for the gift giveaway. But even now, and I guess now it would be Ellen, which yeah. that's kind of taking the place. So I mean, even this is like seven years ago. So yeah. So um, he gets to America, right? He automatically starts working on uh, Roanoke. Uh, he starts to. And what's he end up doing? He, he he ends up working on his hockey game a little bit. Um, there's some hilarious puns involved, and and then he uh, he fixes him enough to where he can play in a game, play play in a game. But then he ends up going off on what what caused him to go off on Timberlake's character? What's Timberlake's character say to him? Because he ends up. Beating the living crap out of uh, you. Just talking about the first, the first fight, right? Yeah, right. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I don't even think Timberlake's character said anything to him. The, the the thing that threw him off is that Timberlake's character had stolen his girl, right? We we talked about that, and so uh, at one point, Mike Myers says in this hockey game, "You can't fight anybody," and he like gets these this opposing team to basically just. Do everything they can to get this guy yes, to fight. Yes. And and Roanoke is listening and he's not fighting, not fighting. And then Mike Myers' character, the the guru Pitka, says <laughs> says you can fight anybody for any reason. Can you do it in his voice? Yeah. What the guru Pitka. Yeah. You can fight anyone for any reason. That's very that's good. That's what he says, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, you don't have to have a good accent to No, it's, that's a good accent. Yeah. I like that. I sound like a Deepak Chopra. Feel but, like feel free to use that accent all for the you rest want. of the It's okay. So he says, You can fight anyone for any reason. <laughs> and he's like, Anyone for any reason? And so he's yes, anyone for any reason. Let's let the dice decide. Whatever the freak that means. Okay. 
has these giant dice that he rolls out there. And he's like, yes, you can do it. So he just attacks this guy who's been with his wife. Yeah. Beats the crap out of him. Yeah. Gets suspended for two games. Looks oh, at it. Oh, oh, and this is one of my favorite. I love, <laughs> and at some point, the, the on-ice official, the referee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Referee gives him this. Gives suspension. him a one-game suspension. Blows his whistle. One-game suspension. And then, then the next thing, next thing, he keeps fighting them, and turns around. That's two-game suspension. Yeah. And it's like, well, he he shoots a hockey puck at his own coach. His two-game right? suspension is because he hits a hockey puck at Vern, off of Vern Troyer face. His little person coach yes. and knocks him off the. Yes. And of course, the entire time he's coaching, Vern Troyer's character being like his his total height being two foot tall is standing. On, on, like on the, the rail, bo- the bo- the railing, and he is the most because of course that's what they do. The, yeah, he's very well. I mean, other than everybody other else. than everybody else, than every else. <laughs> other than every other single person in the movie. Oh my gosh! So, so he gets okay, and great timing on this because this allows uh, Mike Myers' character, the Guru Pitka, and Darren Roanoke um, to have some one to have. Time. Oh yeah, they get to bond. I put that in my notes. He gets suspended, but it really gives him a chance to bond a little bit. Now, meanwhile, the Maple Leafs are in the uh, Stanley Cup championship with the Los Angeles uh, Kings, and so he's not there, and they're losing. Okay, They lost that first game, apparently, that he got suspended in. He's two-game suspension. While he's gone, they're losing. So they're, he, when he comes back, it's gonna be, they're going to be down 3-0. If they lose that fourth game when he comes back, it's going to be game over. Give me game over and the world ends, and he won't get on Oprah. Yeah. Tro- uh, Pitt, he won't yeah. get on Oprah. To so be- they go to wh- where Where do you bond with your friends? Niagara Falls. <laughs> and yeah. it's Niagara Falls, and I don't even think, Road I trip. don't think they filmed, I don't think they actually filmed at Niagara Falls because the when you watch the movie, it looks fake in the background. They spent $60 million on this movie. They didn't even film at the real Niagara It's unbelievable. Like, they spent it all on Elephant Rental, which we'll get into that at the end of this. Dear Lord. It is The end of this movie, folks. PG podcast, but good grief. I'm I'm interested to see how we walk around that one at the end. Um, uh, So so stay tuned. Stay tuned for the (laughs) ending of this one. I'm not sure. Uh, Now, again, I'm going to go back. Is this a PG-13 rating? Has to be. It's got. It's got to be. Has got to be. It might be worse, but I. I don't know uh, that it all is. All I'm saying is this: is that they make so many lewd references, and you don't really see any new. There's no nudity in this, but there's so many. <laughs> Even the Guru Pitka wears pasties when his shirt's Ooh, off. in the shower. So yeah. Weird. No, um. Good man, good. and there's not a stereotype that's not busted by him. He's he plays now. He's a he's in a, a Caucasian guy that, but he's acting. Uh, I don't want to say he's not Middle Eastern because he's Indian. He's Asian. He's East Asian. He's yes. he'd be East Asian. He's the Guru Pitka. He's Guru Pitka. Yeah. And uh, I I I I did find out a little bit about this. I was really hoping that I would read up and and find something research wise that explained why Mike Myers even thought this would be a good idea for this movie. Uh, because it it's so close to what Austin Powers does. That it's then it's like let's have this other character that's a lot like yeah. the kind of stuff that Austin Powers does, and but it came a little later and you you had said that too, Paul. Where it's like he kind of had. I mean, the last Austin Powers movie was O two. Yeah, is that what we saw? I think so. Which yeah, is crazy. It feels like it wasn't that long ago. Huh. Um, but then 
but then he had Shrek to kind of bridge the gap there. Mm-hmm. And then this was like an original thing he did. But then um, he, uh, why why he didn't do this movie? But anyway, in research, I found out that there was a there's a, you know there's a lot of Bollywood references in this movie. There's a lot of uh, Hindu references in this movie, and there's a there's this big Hindu kind of uh, interest group kind of thing that was trying to block the release of this movie. And they went to the point where they got talking to the studio and the studio said, the studio said, well, let, I will let you guys screen it before we release it. And if you think it's anti-Hindu, then oh, we won't release it. Right. So they sh- showed this group to the cast. Of okay. <laughs> they, they show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, nice. Sorry. Too far. Nice. Uh, the, it's okay. I'm so, so they, uh, it's okay. Uh, so they showed this, they show, they showed this movie to them and the result of that, screening was not they, they determined okay it's not anti-hindu it's basically just so un- uninformed hindu that it's like duh stupid yeah and then also basically they just said it's just really just juvenile humor that's just like throwaway humor yeah so it's like it's so funny that that was the result of this yeah. It was. It almost. It went from being like DefCon Five, like you're making fun of our beliefs too. To, oh no, you're just an idiot. Yeah. To this is so. Like, this the is dumbest thing this, I've ever this seen. is so stupid. We're not offended. Like uh, I literally wrote at one point. One of my notes is that this movie should have been called Austin Powers for the the spy who loved Curry. Yeah. No and, joke. Like there were parts of it where where you look at it and you're like that could be an Austin Powers and that was maybe funny. And then the rest of it was just like, why did you do that? And no payoff for it, a lot of the it, it's, setups. It's one of those movies where it's like, a lot of times in a good, funny movie, the jokes fit into the plot. Like, the plot was centered around the jokes. Like, everything in this movie was done so they could make some stupid, childish, cheap, cheap, cheap joke. All I just cheap kept humor, thinking, like, cheap like, humor. Like, how can I make you laugh over... Like, it's like a... It's like a I have a three-year-old, right? You, yeah. you have a young, a yeah. young son. It's yeah. like... Saying the word "but" around them, you could say "but" and they will laugh hysterically. Yep. Or in Bark. my case, mine will mine will yell at me for saying a potty word. Yep. But yep. <laughs> but like you know, yeah. if it's I say that, the word if I say the word "stupid," yeah. I, get, I get yelled at. Yeah, so, which is oh, good. Me too. Good, good. But for I'm him. just I'm just saying like it, it's that kind of it's like little stuff like it's it's adult three year olds you know <laughs> trying to make make their th- adult three year old laugh and yeah. it's just it's I don't understand it. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I really don't understand. I don't understand Everything. who the audience, like who was the audience that, that Mike Myers thought. The, I guess the Austin Powers audience, who likes who likes easy jokes, softball softball thrown jokes, easy, nice easy jokes with a quick payoff, and now on to the next one, more more junk, yeah, more joke. I more. think so, but I definitely, but I think they're not like, even good. I know it was only a six year gap, but I feel like a lot changed in six years. Like people expected more out of their humor. They they it evolved. Like, probably yeah. evolved a little bit. I mean, people want more well-written, thought-provoking humor, which I know is weird coming from humor and in you, a way. But. Okay, if you're going to break it down like that, then you didn't. You have okay. Let's say Austin Powers ended in 02. Yeah. Which I want to say the third one, that gold member one. I, I'm. I, I. It's not very good. But <laughs> but okay. Let's just say it's that gold. what. Let's just say it was good. <laughs> Horrible. Um. It, then between then, like in 05 is when. It may have been 04 whenever uh, Napoleon Dynamite came out. Yeah. 04, 05, somewhere in there. That's a lot different than this. Uh-huh. That's really funny, like, especially when it came out, folks. Now, yeah. Don't 
put me on the spike and you know set me on fire here. But like when it first came out, it was like mind-blowingly funny it's, for a lot for a lot of people for a lot of people it's like the complete opposite of one of those movies like the more you watch it a movie gets better yeah napoleon diamond was like the first time you watch it this is hysterical and then the more you watch it you wish you would stop watching yeah it. And, and, you but, know, it, but yeah you're right. right like it it was groundbreaking right. in a sense it and was so new and so comedy kind of changed and even now it's like i mean when was the last i'm trying to think of when the last comedy movie i went to a theater and really watched yeah. like comedy's changed well, like, enough now where it's a lot of romance comedy and things like that, but like comedy has changed. So by well, even, 08, it's like even so, like vulgar still works. I, vulgar still works in comedy, but childish and vulgar does not. You know what I mean? No, it just like it's just like I, like I said, I don't know who the audience is. Like, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm not sure who the audience. It wasn't was me. There. I'll tell you, it wasn't me and my now wife. No, no. Oh, jeez. No. So, so back to uh, the buddy. The now that became a buddy comedy where they. Uh, 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 a buddy, a buddy flick where they go to the Niagara Falls and talk about stuff, and uh, they they start to make some some headway in what some of his problems are. I feel like they might isolate the fact that he can't play in front of his mother, which was that really flushed out from there? Do they really explain why? I get, like, okay, so the dude has mommy issues, right? That's why, everybody does, in the world's problem. But why does he have? But why does he have? I'm like specifically. for no reason. Like the, they, they don't they don't ever develop the, they don't ever develop why okay. they they just his mom like apparently puts a lot of pressure on him yeah. and he like wants to he says at one point like you're well you're not very supportive right so he doesn't have a supportive mom and that's really like the root of his issue but I feel like that came from like I guess that's the root of the whole problem but it kind of came from nowhere because it seemed like the issue was he and his lady were having troubles but they were having troubles I guess because of the mom and then the she would later, and, and here's the thing. Later on in the movie, I want spoiler alert here. I know you guys don't want to be, you know, yeah. I do. I guess to give the please watch away. this movie. But but uh, the the wife at one point says you need to stand up to your mother. Well, you've never been told in this movie anything about why he's so sh- scared to talk to his mom. Right? He goes on their buddy when they're on their buddy tour or whatever. Yeah. He goes to see his mom. And I'm just say, I'm saying this. Roanoke is African American. His mom is African American. She's the aunt from Family Matters. Didn't yes. We? Okay, Aunt Jackie. Is that is it right? Rachel? Rachel. Aunt, aunt Rachel. Rachel. Sorry. The so, son is Jackie. I feel like her son was Jackie in Family Matters. Yeah, that's a whole yeah. But it aunt doesn't Family matter. Matters. Sorry. I wish they'd made a movie because we would totally do that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. But so where is of course where does this African American hockey player go to see his mother at. Folks, I'm not I'm just saying this. He goes to see her. Mike Myers, think outside the box here, man. Yeah. He goes to dream. see her at church choir practice. Of course. It's like she's unbelievable. In, because if I won't go into if you're like and they kind of led the opinion or like lead you to the opinion that she was a single mom, right? So if like you I mean, at least that's what I got. So if, like, you have an elderly, single black woman who's a mother, she's got to be in choir. She better be, she can be in church she choir, She better be in church choir. That's what it seemed like. It legitimately, anyway, yeah. Thank you, Hollywood. Thank Very you, Hollywood, much. for this. Uh, anyway, so I don't know if they talked about stuff then, really. I don't remember them saying, oh, this is my mom. She's overbearing. I can't anything. play. Oh, by the way, I can't play hockey around her. The, well, there was, like, a, there was a small conversation where she was like, why can't, 
why can't I, you won't let me come to any of your games? And he says, well, you're not exactly the most supportive. Mm-hmm. And then the guru Pitka tries picks like, up on, does he pick you, up on that? He's like, you have something to tell your mother. Whatever. That was a great accent, by the way. I like and, it. And uh, and he was like, yeah, yeah, I do. He gets all tough, and she looks at him. He's like, have you changed your hair? Let's go. And he runs out. Oh, right? my. So even so, like, you get this, that he's intimidated by his mom, but it, it's not really like it was ever developed in the plot. It was just like, uh, this is what I think happened. They write the entire movie based around all these stupid childish jokes, realize that there's not like a middle. There's a beginning and an end to their story, and they don't have the middle. Well, the middle is the, the, the jokes yeah, and the horrible like the, puns. The, the why, I guess, acronyms, to why he's yeah. having problems. So it's like they're just like, he's got mom problems. That's, oh, my gosh. Solved it. I mean, li- Okay, now remember, I, I meant to say this earlier too, folks. This this movie's eighty seven minutes long, and that's the running time. Oh. That's literally with the opening, and the five to eight minute credits at the end. So if you just want to blow, you know, seventy minutes of your life, feel free to watch this movie because it's really short. Like, yeah. But luckily, when we got to the middle Thank of this goodness. thing, yeah, we got to the middle of this. And we were look like we were like, oh, this is so horrible. But then we're like, well, there's only like, you know, 26 minutes yeah. left, so really, it's well, okay. Remember, we were lucky we could see the timer because I remember doing a time check at 42 minutes oh. and thinking this movie cannot get over quick enough. Yeah. Then feeling that way again at 26 minutes, and then feeling like literally two hours had passed. Looking at the clock, yeah, and only like, six oh, minutes had gone too bad. by. Yeah, this isn't too bad. So holy cow, that is one positive. We'll get to the goods at the end of this thing, but. Um, because there are a few. It involves there, the elephants. There, are, no, that's not the goods. Oh okay. no, Paul, stop, Paul. <laughs> the some, elephants. Oh my some goods gosh. There. Oh, I can't get that into my mind. Who thought of that? That's like worse than the ending of Lost. <laughs> like that's worse. Somehow worse. Oh my gosh. Worse than going. Oh, we were all oh, dead. This movie was so oh, disappointing. Oh, well, we don't know what to do with this. Uh, we're all dead. No, 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 no. Oh, we don't do. No, we don't know what to do I'll with the end of Love Guru. Oh, we'll just have these elephants. Uh. You know, it'll make Whoopi. It'll be great. <laughs> this the person who came up with that is the same person who came up with the town name of Heron McCracken. Oh, India. Oh, or whatever. Gosh, or all all the in, in any name. Indi, Indian the coaches' puns. names. All of them. Puns, the food. But that's Mike Myers too. Like even in Austin Powers. Yeah. You but, know, like all of them. Oh, but I mean, that was okay then. Maybe that was like maybe I watch Austin Powers this. now and just feel like they're awful movies. But I just. I guess part of the some part of the of gags the, were really funny. Part then, of but, the positiveness of it is that yeah. I was like twelve when the last one. Well, ended. I watched Austin Powers. <laughs> I watched Austin Powers as an eighteen-year-old, so it's not like it's yeah. You know, I mean, I mean there's no, there's some nostalgia. I was an immature there. then too, so so back to Guru Love Guru. Um, so they uh, come to a little bit of an. Uh, he figures out that there's a mom issue there somewhere. Correct. Yes. What is okay? He gets back. He's got uh, Roanoke is getting ready to get back with the Maple Leafs to play in Game Four of the Stanley Cup Finals, the most important night the hockey has. If they lose this game, Paul, they are the Maple Leafs are out. Yes, and Jessica Alba's career as uh, as the owner is just over. You know mm-hmm. because she owns the hockey team and they're in the championship of the hockey <laughs> hockey playoffs. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Like, I don't know. Like, gosh. Oh, All right. Paul, man. tell us a little bit. Paul, tell us a little bit before welcome I freak to, out. Welcome to Canada. Yeah, exactly. A. Tell us about, tell <laughs> us about, boots. and there's not, no Canadian. Well, I guess uh, Timberlake's character is supposed to be like Uber. Like Uber, Canadian, like right? French Canadian. French Canadian, right. He's from Quebec. Um, Quebec. 
Quebec. Um, so tell me, uh, what's the shortcut Love Guru takes? Okay, so he, he's got this acronym, and I don't know what it stands for, sorry, but it's drama, and it has like these, the first one's distraction, the second is blah, 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 the third one is something, and then the last two are maturity and action. Mm. So he skips maturity and action, he got DR, because... He got DRA done. Yes, he got DRA done. He was missing the ma. Um, and so... Ooh. Yeah. And, and he, he even was makes, missing the ma. He makes, he makes that connection okay. in, the, in the movie. He makes something like, we did the ma, we saw his mother. Type thing. So whatever. But here's he skips those last two steps by basically. Oh, he wh- has these. Why? Do, I see, do you say he had tattooed on his yeah, hand? He's got drama. He has tattooed drama on tattooed on his hand because Sir Ben Kingsley. Thug, thug lifestyle. Yeah, Sir Sir Ben Kingsley had that tattooed on his li- on on his lifestyle on his hands <laughs> uh, on his hand whenever he was being taught to be a love guru. Uh, you know, Ben Kingsley also uh, had cross really bad cross eye too, which is really weird. Yeah, yeah go ahead. no point, but. Yeah. So back to the major plot point of the fact that he has to be on Oprah, right? That's why he takes the shortcut because he, he's got to be on Oprah in a couple of days and he's got to get them to win the, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Like that's what he was hired to do. These $2 million win playoffs, go on Oprah, become Chopra. So he skips the, the maturity and the action stage at the end and he meets uh, Roanoke's wife, who's played by Megan Good. Um, I know I'm married and I'm not being inappropriate, but she is gorgeous, by the way, just saying. Anyways, he, he meets her, distraction, makes a distraction by uh, having LeGrand's hero come to a nightclub in Celine Dion, who, by the way, does not make an appearance in this movie not arm. because uh, she has what we like to call in life pride. <laughs> so, unlike Ben Kingsley, apparently. Unlike everybody else who showed up in yeah, this movie, apparently. So weird. Including Mariska Hargitay, who's amazing. Just but have to she say was that. only in it for like I know for two seconds, seconds. but like why? And, but um, even even Morgan Freeman was like, "Well, I'll go ahead and give you my voice for but this I, one." I'm not. Yeah, that's about all I'm gonna give. But you. I, I'm not gonna. That's a great Morgan Freeman, by the way. Thank you. But I'm Morgan, not. I'm Morgan Freeman. Stop. <laughs> you sound more like Colonel Sanders. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so, I'm done now. I'll stop. <laughs> oh jeez. So, anyways, he he distracts Justin Timberlake's character, Legrand, by having Celine Dion come on stage, and he has this in-depth conversation with her of, come back, meet him, I'll show you, meet Roanoke again, I'll show you a changed man. So he brings them together, Roanoke apologizes, uh, Mike Myers convinces her and him and everybody that they've completed the entire program, that he's a different guy, um, and so... But but major plot point here, mm. what happens in the club is that Justin Timberlake's character, Legrand, finds out that Roanoke cannot play in front of his mother. How did he do that? Uh, he, th- there was some conversation that he had with Megan Good where Megan Good had mentioned that he had mommy issues. Okay, so he's got to stand up to his mom. That's when she said That's that. That's what it was, yeah. She says he's got to stand up to his mom, and he convinces her he has, blah, blah, blah. Come back. They they make up everything's good and for the next three games. Oh, he's lightning man! Like he's, yeah, like he's awesome. I mean, I, Michael Jordan on ice. Yeah, he's killing it. Cannot be touched. Mm-mm. MC Hammer style. No way. So can't touch this. Legrand pulls out the he's the too <laughs> legit to quit. <laughs> yeah, we're not above cheap laughs here. I'll tell you that yeah, much. That's like the third podcast. Uh, I've said that on, so. so yeah, it's tagline. It's my tagline. So. Uh, game seven, right? The deciding game of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yes. 
here comes the ground with his silver bullet. He oh, brings his mom to the game gosh. to sing the national anthem. I have the idea. I have the idea yeah. to to stop him from hitting the goal. That's much better. That's a you, you can do the French accent. I can't do Morgan Freeman, but I can do. <laughs> no, you can't do Mark, but you can do awful Justin Timberlake doing awful accent. Yeah, it was bad. Um, and so the mom comes out. Um, remember her choir experience and sings the national anthem. Yeah, I thought it was and, really weird that at the Stanley Cup, uh, game six. No, seven. I guess it'd be game seven of the Stanley yeah, Cup. Deciding game. That you're going to have. I, I Now, maybe the star for the Maple Leafs' mom coming out to sing at this thing, maybe that does make sense. Maybe. But it's a stretch. Yeah. Anyway, they he, he gets her to come and sing, and she sings it. You know, she's in a church choir, so she can sing. Yeah. And so... He sees her. He starts his shaking. You guys, I, he, he starts to shake. He, he has these tremors, and he's just debilitated. And then what's the love guru say? Oh, just, do a, just do a horrible impression of what he does. <laughs> and then we're going to set up, folks, like, the worst yeah. idea to end a movie he says, you've ever heard. I, I, I'm telling you right now, if you <laughs> disagree with me right now, I want you to email me, and you list me anything that's a – an actual movie released to theaters. I'm not talking about. Okay. I'm not talking about uh, some stupid WWE-based movie or some dumb. First of all, I would watch any movie with John Cena or The Miz being a Marine. <laughs> over, <laughs> okay. Over watching this movie again. Anything with Billy Ray Cyrus in it. Anything. Anything. Hannah Montana the movie has a better. More thought, better thought out ending than this ending of a Mike yes. Myers movie. So here comes Mike Myers and he says he needs a distraction. And uh, so. Oh, they try to call timeout. Yeah, they try to call timeout. You can't get a timeout. This is so, what the official says. So Vern Troyer says to himself, I promised myself I'd never do this. And that's literally the voice he used. Because yeah. it's his voice, apparently. <laughs> I feel bad for him. I'm sorry I shouldn't make fun of him. It's okay. Uh, and he fakes a heart attack. Takes a heart attack, falls to the ice, clutches they, his chest. They bring out. Remember, he's not on the ice. He falls to the top of the railing because that's where he's standing. So, <laughs> <laughs> he's having a a vicious, violent, like looks more like a seizure, but heart attack. Oh, on the top of this barrier, oh my does not gosh. fall off, and they decide to bring in the crash cart and clear oh and wait he, a minute yes hilarity ensues yes and he shoots off the railing it, into it shocks him the these opposing are trained, team's goal these are trained professionals they know what they're doing folks and they're going to grab they're going to grab the the paddles yeah they're going to put them on Vern Troyer's chest and they're professionals they leave them on the ice they shock him uh oh it's hilarious because it shocks him so hard that he skates along the ice on his back, screaming the whole way. Ah! Yeah. His coat, his suit coat, lights on yeah. fire. Yet another on the ice. <laughs> yet, <laughs> yet another crack at him being a little person, right? Because yes. a normal sized body person would not do that. No, I, I'm not so, sure what they would have yeah, done. Yeah, here's like little person Vern Troy. He gets shot into uh. the goal and. Uh, even more funny, the guy who's in charge of ringing the buzzer whenever a goal scored he is goes, asleep. Oh. He shoots awake and hits the buzzer. 
nailed he it. Sl- he slides into the goal. Nailed it. And, and it lights up, and it's awesome. And so Vern Troyer, they hit the goal. Everybody starts clapping, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, meanwhile, distraction number one. Yeah. Good. But- meanwhile, in the background, Mike Myers and Jessica Alba, they go into the, into the uh, belly of the whatever arena they're in. Yes. I think it's at Staples Center. They're in the Staples Center. They go into the belly of the Staples Center, and they're looking for more distraction. Mike Myers, the, uh, they had, now they circus the, bo- the Beluga uh, Circus is in town. You had to foreshadow that earlier because they had this uh, elephant on the ice with these kids taking shots at it, and he has he's blocking it with this little elephant pachyderm uh, uh, goaltender on on there, and Mike Myers also has an elephant, right? That he rides around the whole time. He yeah. rides around on this elephant. Lots of cheap jokes to be had, there. folks. Let me tell you something about two elephants. It's a guarantee. When you see two elephants, male and female, w- one's gonna be a male, one's gonna be a female, and there ain't no lie, uh, no, uh, ain't no lie, baby, bye, 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 Timberlake, oh, no. because Why? these two elephants, they are going to come together, and they're going to kiss a little bit, and they're going. Yeah, these are elephants, and they're in love. Oh my and so, gosh. So then the elephants, they lead them out onto the ice. Red carpet. They roll out a red they carpet. They roll out a red carpet. And Jessica Alba's walking in front of them with a big smile on her face. Why she's even out there, who the heck knows? But here they come out onto the ice and onto the red carpet. And of course, like any red blooded American sporting event I've ever been to, slash they Canadian. Have Slash Canadian, but it's in the Staples Center in true, L.A. So, true. so uh, cue the train. It's fine. And so then the elephants. Wait for it. Those are not elephants in the background, but they might sound like it. It sounded a lot like what the uh, elephants were doing the during elephant, this scene. The female elephant. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to. I, I don't want to give it away. And I don't want to be rated R here because it's a family friendly podcast. But the female elephant stands there. While Mike Myers riding on the back of the male elephant. Holy cow. Mounts. <laughs> cow. Might want to bleep that part out. <laughs> on the cow elephant. And the rest is history. For some reason, the first, the fir- now, understandably so, the first part of this, everyone's faces are aghast, like they're wearing scream masks at this situation. Uh, what's happening? And of course, then Mike Myers lightens the mood like any great piece of cinema by riding the elephant and saying, eight seconds. Woo! Like he's in the ah. rodeo. Holy cow. Then, of course, everyone just starts to clap and they're so excited to watch this because, you know, folks, uh, all of us humans love to see animals do this in public. Yeah. What a... This is the... <laughs> the worst ending yeah. ever. First of all, this is what I understand. I guess he did say we needed, a, we needed a distraction. Yeah. Well, he got one. Yeah. But this Roanoke was not distracted at all by the little person being shot across the ice due to being crash carted. This is a two-part yes. distraction. But the first oh. part didn't... <laughs> the first part didn't... He didn't even turn around for it. He didn't even turn around for the beginning of the elephant... Sexy time. Can I say that? I don't know if I can say uh, it. I'm sorry. That might have been too far. I, I did say the but, word mount. 
it doesn't even begin to distract Claire until he turns around and then he's just like he has the same look everybody else has and then he too like begins to enjoy what he just saw. I'm Which like, is crazy. This is hysterical. This is exactly is- what I needed to happen in the Stanley Cup playoffs on a penalty shot to end the game because this would totally happen that the NHL would let a couple pachyderms come skate out on the ice. They're in LA. Why would the LA Kings allow the owner of the Toronto Maple Leafs to, to march out hello? with some elephants during the penalty shot. Wow. Okay. So, of course, this is distracting, folks. We've been distracted now for like five minutes ranting about the elephant. Unbelievable. And so, they, uh, this is distracting. It also gives uh, Guru Pitka time to talk to Roanoke. You're a champion, you're great. You're obviously number one. Does he ever make up with his mom or tell his mom anything? Yeah, like before. Okay, so what? I guess we kind of got a little bit ahead of ourselves. But what no happens way. is. Really? With two yeah, elephants? I didn't yeah, think that was possible. We were distracted by the pachyderm party time. So Dumbest thing I've ever thought of. What, <laughs> what happens uh, when his mom sings the national anthem, he doesn't just get the tremor back. He, like, retreats to the locker room. He runs. He undresses. He's takes not all even his, out there for this, is Yeah, for like the entire game. And then one of the lines is, how long will it take you to get dressed up and get back out on the ice? He says, oh, it'll take me five minutes. They say, well, that's good because there's six minutes left in the game. How convenient. Yes. So he gets back in there. with. Yeah. He, he comes out. He stands up to his mom's. I'm a grown man. I can handle it myself. Which is, are you kidding me? Like, that, that's the climax. We're this emotionally fragile. Yeah. You you. You are in a workplace around literally, and I'm sorry, hockey fans that are out there. I've been around a lot of locker rooms, okay? I've been around a lot of athletes, and athletes are vulgar and despicable at times, and that's not even counting hockey players. Hockey players have fewer teeth per capita of any sport you can ever imagine, and it's one vulgar joke after another. He's this fragile that he can't even talk to his mother about about not coming to watch him play. Or it's weird. About like, like I'm a man now. I'm not a little boy. That's basically what it was. Yeah, you're the, the whole, best. You're the, allegedly the best player in all of hockey. Yeah, and the speech we knew is, that already. The speech is I'm a man. I'm a grown man. And then his mom's like, Oh yeah, you're right, baby. And so he goes out to the and, and like he stands he, up to his mom and. He ran off on it, and this is actually, this really happens in sports, folks. A guy quits on his team and runs like a scared baby to the locker room, and then somehow the team is able to cobble together a tie game, and of course the guy that quit, that ran away, well, of course we're going to let you hit the penalty shot for us, or hit the the game-winning shot for us. That's ridiculous. Oh, man. All right, so he gets over it. The love guru tells him he's awesome. You're a man, baby. I'm sure if if Austin Powers were there, he would have said, he asked you're a man, question. you're a man, baby. And so he ends up hitting the shot. Yeah. Uh, not going to the five-hole... Uh, uh, five-hole trap. Five-hole trap. And I'll let you watch the movie if you want to know what that is. Uh, <laughs> he, he hits it under the armpit or whatever, and they win. And the ending of the movie is something just out of... Bollywood yeah. heaven, where, uh, well, first of all, before the Bollywood stuff, where Je- Jessica Alba's dancing around. Amazing. 
you hear uh, the Love Guru. Oh, by the way, the Love Guru will play these sitar situations. S- guitar solos. It's sitar. Awesome. Sitar. Sitar solos. Sitar solos. And sitar so he plays uh, the Joker by uh, Steve Miller Band, but since his name is Mar- as Guru Maurice uh, Pitka, he obviously starts out with the Joker. So what do you want to do now? Well, I've been wearing this belt since I was 12 years old. What do you think I want to do now? <laughs> <laughs> I want to sing! Some people call me the space cowboy. Yeah. Some call me the gangster of love. Some people call me Maurice. <laughs> Some people call me Maurice. And on the sitar, it's... Yeah, and literally at that point, you realize that his character's name was Maurice. Yes, through the entire movie yes. for this last he wants two minute to bit. Set this up. That's what he thought. He wanted to play that sitar, Phenomenal. fake sitar, while Mike Myers shows you how talented he is at singing uh, in his horrible uh, accent. Gets to meet at the end. He does. At the end, I should say this. He does get to meet. Uh, his friend who he went to guru school with, uh, what's the guy's name? Deepak, Deepak Chopra. Chopra. Which, again, in my world, I don't know much about him. I read up a little bit about him. I've heard his name before, but it's not like I really listened to what he's talking about because he's a, kind of an enlightened nut. That's what yeah, I, read I mean, about. I think he's a no offense if you're listening me. to this, and uh, if you're Hindu, my bad. And you know, if you want to be, if you want to sponsor this podcast. Uh, I I welcome your your sponsoring this podcast. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll take sponsorships by Depends or Altoids. Oh yeah, that is actually another thing too. Cinnabon. To into. Holy um, moly! That was all through. There was a lot of product placement in this movie. So uh, the ending, uh, he gets to be on Oprah because uh, Deepak Chopra uh, got him a second chance on there. Uh, Mike Myers plays the sitar, gangster love. Uh, then here comes Jessica Alba, total Bollywood, dancing around, singing in a really high pitched. Not Jessica Alba voice, lip singing yeah. to it, looking a fool up in here, up in here. And uh, that's it. Roll the credits. Uh, there was also a Vern Troyer uh, soundbite, which is kind of funny at the end. I'm going to talk about that, a little outtake, which is really funny. So watch the movie just for that. And then uh, really... Just fast forward to the end just yeah, for that. I just hammer, hammer through it. And then um, uh, really uh, just pretty juvenile and ridiculous, the whole movie. But uh, that's that's the movie. Uh, as far as good good parts of the movie, Paul, what what are some good things in the movie that you that you liked? Um, I did list a few. So, Morgan Freeman voiceover machine mm, is kind of funny. I like and I said, folks, I mentioned that in the beginning. I don't know why, but that to me is funny. That is at the very beginning. So if you watch this movie, uh, you yeah. can you can see that, and you might even be able to look at that on YouTube. Everything's on YouTube. That's about so as good as it, it gets. It, that's pretty good. Um, I thought the sitar music was kind of fun mm-hmm. at times. It had a decent soundtrack. And it was okay. It did. Um, what were some of the other songs that he did uh, sitar to? Do we, do we remember off the top of our head? He did uh, Joker. He did... Um, what was that? Oh, uh, Extreme, More Than Words, uh, which was kind of fun. Uh, but there was the first one he did was uh, the best one, and of course I didn't write it down. But anyway, uh, that's a good part of the sitar music. Uh, I thought this was kind of funny. They go into Vern Troyer's office, the coach's office, and it's a mini short office. And yeah, it was kind of funny because they're all jam packed in that office. Yeah, that was funny. With a drop, little drop ceiling in it. I thought that was kind of fun. Uh, all the extra people that are in the movie, because they did have a lot of random kind of extra people in it. I mean, like I said, 
Jim Gaffigan <laughs> was in it. Uh, uh, Daniel Tosh is in this movie. Yeah. Um, they did get Deepak Chopra, Chopra to be in I mean, there was, there was some movie. legit cameos in the movie. Yeah. Um, Je- Jessica, Jessica Simpson, Simpson is in was it. in there. Yeah. Uh, inappropriate scene. Yeah, inappropriate. But just, scene. we'll leave it at that. Uh, Val, Val Kilmer what was, was in Val, it. Yeah, that was weird to me. Val Kilmer know. out of They're nowhere. They're probably old buddies. They and, probably, and Val, I, Val Kilmer and Mike Myers probably live like on the same door. street yeah, in Hollywood. I'm doing this movie. You want to? Yeah, in the Hollywood Hills. They probably live just up, just down the road. Hey, you oh. want me to move Val Kilmer? Sure, I'm Val Kilmer. I'm not doing anything else. Like, okay, and I feel like we have to mention the Mariska Hargitay thing. Like, okay, so instead of Namaste is like the greeting, which is he, his greeting is Mariska Hargitay, and everybody says Mariska Hargitay, oh, and it's my gosh. literally this happens again. <laughs> one of those scenes where the plot is driven by the joke. He only says this so at one point when the real Mariska Hargitay makes a guest appearance, he can say Mariska Hargitay, Mariska Hargitay. Oh my. Like, uh, I have a hard time understanding why this movie did not win an award of some sort. Well, the Razzie. They won, did it, it win? Won, I don't think. It won a bunch of Razzie. Well, the Razzies are the no, I bad know that. movie awards. I know so. that. But was it, it, won, it, like, was it too bad even for the Razzies? Well, I'd say 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't normally like to talk about that because if it's on this podcast, it's probably on there somewhere. But, but yeah, it definitely won some Razzies Holy for sure. Holy moly. It, it bad. It bad. That's for sure. <laughs> um. Uh, what oh. else? Good other goods. I generally like Justin Timberlake because I, I I'm gonna tell you folks, he really is talented. He he's really talented. Now he is one of those people that you're. It's kind of shoved in your face that he's talented, and that yeah. kind of gets annoying. But he is really really talented, and he is in this movie. But his character in this movie is really lame, not talented. Uh, you know one of the, one of the things I found funny thought was by it, it was definitely a cheap joke. But he's got this little cushion that he sits on like this. This guru cushion that's like oh, a, a, a mini, like motorized cushion. That that's he, how it gets around. Yeah, and I don't know. There was a part where like he's backing up, and it's got like one of the the beepers on it that you would have on like a major UPS delivery truck. Yeah, or like yeah, I don't know, like a dump I, truck or something. Yeah. Is, yes, it's stupid, but yes, I thought that might have been. And a, he has a little, little pull behind funny. cart that he goes to the airport with a legit it. trailer hitch. Why is by he the in way, in the airport. Because he was, that he was flying to Oprah. No, but no. I'm just saying, why is he in that? Why is he in there? Why does he have that in the airport? Like, so <laughs> I weird. Don't know. My gosh. Holy um. God. So then the other uh, last decent thing I thought uh, of the movie was uh, it was short. That, that was helpful. Yes. I was glad it was short Holy because cow, yes. if this thing were a two and a half hour movie, folks, I don't think I could have made it. Uh, bad. I put everything else. I also put uh, uh, the product placement. And then you, I'll yeah. let you kind of elaborate on the product placement. Man, I, it, this this movie was like, it's one of those things where you feel like with everything Mike Myers has done before that maybe he just really needed the money, and like the product placement was part of that. Like, hey, depends. We'll find a way. Like, depends is one of the product placement, and it, and it really doesn't fit in the movie at all. Like, it doesn't even fit into a stupid joke. I feel like it's just like, here's like a. 30 second cameo of the full package of depends like you can read everything on it it like hey depends if you give us a five hundred thousand dollars we'll put a package of your diapers in the movie and like cinnabon and there's uh the altoids i mean there's just all kinds of stuff where it's just like this is yeah there's product placement in like every movie but it's not like this. I mean, this was just like... To the roof. Like, this was like part of the plot. Like, part of the plot was the product placement. That's what I'm saying. It was just awful. I, I don't it. know how else to say it. 
Um, I, I'll give you this one on product placement. I, I watched uh, uh, there's a Back to the Future kind of little documentary that came out this year. It's called Back Back in Time. It's really good. If you're sitting around and you have an hour and a half to kill, you should on Netflix. You should watch Back in Time. Really good. I like Back to the Future. It holds up. It's pretty good. One of the things that uh, Bob is it Bob Gale? Bob is one of the writers on Back to the Future that created it. Talks about how the studio Universal Pictures came to Bob Gale and Steven Spielberg and said, uh, "If you will change, if you'll change the DeLorean to a Ford Mustang." Ford will obviously provide the car and they'll give us $175,000. And it was, no, it's going to be a DeLorean because it's a DeLorean. I think in this movie, I think you could have said, listen, Mike Myers, uh, the studio said that they're going to give us, if you, if you will change this to a, uh, if, <laughs> If you would change this to an, an Australian guy that lives in the outback and make it about chasing dingoes, we'll give you $50,000 uh, if you'll just change it. <laughs> uh, and then if you'll just, uh, if you'll, if you'll just uh, take him to Outback Steakhouse yeah. at the end of the movie, he'd be like, oh, deal. That sounds great. Yeah. Because I really feel like there's no level that he wouldn't have taken this. He literally, the, 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 the depends part is the most weird force like, Random. It makes no sense. He literally just held up the depends and used the word, well, it depends. He, like, he, it wasn't even about it wasn't about someone peeing mm-mm. or about anything. It, it was just about him using the word depends and then marketing it for that. Yeah. So we were just like, like another opportunity. Like like literally this this movie was about crap, male private parts, and innuendo. Like that here. that's it. And it was just like any opportunity. Yeah. Like if if it's too too close to the last wiener joke we made, mm-hmm. we will we'll make a crap joke. And so like here's the depends, ha 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 crap. <laughs> I like how that's the uh, <laughs> like I like how that's the limit. If like, it's too close to this, we're, well, let's you know let's talk about this part now. We'll talk yeah, about this yeah. thing now. If we just made a male part joke, now oh. we'll talk about poop. And if we've just done poop and male part back to back, we'll make some other sexual in you so, joke. It costs sixty million dollars to make, which is a Slap in the face of creativity and the art of filmmaking and really just money. Like, How? it's really kind of a joke. How? That's, what I, that's the first $60 million question I would ask when I found it made, out. It grossed $40 million before anything was paid <sighs> off. Didn't even make its budget back. Went in the hole. Uh, someone said they thought this was a Mike Myers career killer. I, you know, he could still make more Shrek. And yeah. he can make... He'll make... They're talking about him making another Austin Powers movie. So I think that... I think he could do that. He's all, he's Mike Myers. He can always kind of go back to his roots if he had to. I I know there's another Wayne's World in there somewhere. They'll, they'll yeah. find a way. Wayne's World's kids. But I, I mean, like that, too, it'll be like, something goofy. But. Mike Myers is is capable of doing more. Like yes, still comedy, but but like more actual acting. And I forgot about. Uh, uh, we had talked about this about. Uh, so I married an axe murderer. Yeah, dude, it's, like that was a legit movie. It's awesome. And yes, it's comedy. But it's not cheap comedy. Like it's no, it's good. It's yeah, a good it's movie. good, and like yeah. there's there's actual acting, and like I feel like there's still room for him where he can do comedy and actual acting, and like it fits. Like yeah, listen, if Adam Sandler can still make just movies, makes, and he makes like he makes he just good movies. They're not gonna blow you away. They're not yeah. old school Adam Sandler, but like 
There's something your entire family can I would sit say down sometimes to. Sometimes he makes good movies. We're gonna have well, to agree to disagree. Okay, okay, maybe. I don't but, know, but this is what I'm, I don't know if yes. there's one great example. Some people would say Pixels <laughs> okay. is pretty good. Okay, but I've, I I don't know. Like, okay, so the, not, so not for sure. every like for every like fifty first dates, which or is, Spanglish, yeah, or is that which is like his newer school Mike Myers or Adam Sandler, where people are like, yeah, that was kind of decent. Yeah, there's a Jack and Jill. Oof. You know, like okay, maybe you're just making money and you're pumping. And what you're was the chucking? But like, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Oh, you didn't yeah. like that? Yeah, okay. Nah, I thought that was decent. Anyway, but uh, his big thing circle. now is uh, uh, mm-hmm. what's his name? Uh, what, what's the uh, what's the the adults movie he does now with the with uh, the grown ups? Grown ups, grown ups. That's like see, but the, but in my mind, this is what I'm saying. Grown ups is like another movie which like the, it's just cheap laughs. But it makes him money it's, and it's smart that he makes that. I I, but, I agree. But but I'm saying like also those movies are somewhat entertaining and like I can sit down with my wife and kid and like like if I sat down with my wife and kid. First of all, my daughter would be gone in no time whatsoever, yeah, a, and my wife yeah. thinks it's the dumbest thing in the entire world. Right, but it's bearable because there's at least some. I, I, I've seen those movies. I mean, even though I I'm wanted to call them like, adults, <laughs> <laughs> that was the title of yeah. the new Adam Sandler movie, uh, "Adults," coming to a theater this Christmas. All right, so on the horrible movie podcast, uh, we rate movies. I don't want to ruin what you've got going because you've done more movie. Podcast, oh, horrible no, movie it's podcast. Up to you. you rate it whatever but, you want. Uh, and I'm going to go along. Is with there it. something worse than five? <laughs> because literally, this is, I don't know how to I, explain this to people. This is the this. worst movie of okay. all time. But this is of epic levels, folks. This would be like if um, if someone were to, oh, if you were to say, oh, a friend of mine broke his leg. And then someone else would say, well, you don't understand. My friend broke his leg. But it literally is is completely shattered and bones are popping out of all directions. This would be this movie. Love Guru is a broken leg, but like the worst broken leg you can possibly imagine. It's like Joe Theismann. Oh. It's like compound fracture. Like if you want to see something horrible, go on YouTube, type in Lawrence Taylor hits Joe Theismann. And, and then that's and it, what this and movie this is. is and then it should pop up after he hits and Joe Theismann goes to the ground, it should say, it should have... Uh, Pitka's uh, Guru Pitka's <laughs> face pop says, up. Guru uh, G U R U. Oh, Guru! Okay, Holy Moses! Paul, it was great having you on the podcast. Well, I appreciate you having me on the podcast. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Anything uh, personal, personal, near to, near and dear to your heart, like maybe World Li- World Wildlife Federation or PETA? Are you a big PETA person? Uh, no. Okay. No, <laughs> I like pita bread. Mm, uh, that's, that's the uh, Middle pita. Eastern coming out. Yeah, and I like Pitka. Yeah, no, I like I Guru don't, Pitka. I don't like Pitka. No, I've got nothing. Uh, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. It was great. Baby, if you ever listen to this, thanks for marrying me instead of uh, never going <laughs> instead of the other option, which is never seeing you. He's given a plug to this movie. Uh, first dates uh, and yeah. seeing a bad movie on first dates. And it really it galvanized your relationship, yeah. folks. Yeah, let me tell you, there's still hope out there for you. If you have an awful first date, it doesn't mean it's the end. No, it does not mean it's the end. <laughs> oh. uh, guys, thanks for downloading the Horrible Movie Podcast. Uh, you can keep keep up with and download the Horrible Movie Podcast at thehorriblemoviepodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at One Horrible Movie. And uh, if you have any requests, suggestions, 
just or overall thoughts, you can email me at jack at thehorriblemoviepodcast.com. And remember that just because it's from Hollywood, it doesn't mean it isn't horrible. And uh, Guru Pitka, would you have anything else to say before we go? Be you, Guru Pitka. It's like, that, that's what it is. I mean, what did that, that made no sense, right? The movie doesn't make sense. I love it. Yeah. Sorry, Indian people. <laughs> I feel like I should say that. If you, they, 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 they signed they, off on yeah, it. They, they signed said, off on it. They said it's so stupid. They this said, you know, we thought whatsoever. this was, we thought that we would be upset with this. No, 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 no. We, we feel sorry for you people that you yeah. thought that, that uh, this is good. So I, I do have one more thing to say. Oh, go ahead. Mariska Hagate. Uh, <laughs> we out. <laughs> <laughs>